Atlanta's number one radio stations. Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. coming after you. putting on your shoes nightmare at the airport. But now, there's an easier way. New hands-free Skechers slip-ins. With new Skechers slip-ins, you just step in and go without bending down or looking for a place to sit. Try new machine-washable hands-free Skechers slip-ins. These caramel cold brew M&Ms are like M&Ms with a coffee shop vibe. Maybe too much of a coffee shop vibe. This next one is about the importance of friendship, so I'm going to maintain eye contact while I sing it. Oh, boy. The entire world watched. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for man. And humanity saw that the sky was not the limit. Achievement. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Welcome back to another exciting podcast. This is the KLP Aftermath Season 6 with your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. Welcome back to another exciting podcast. Let me move my mic up just a little bit because there we go. Because I'm not hearing myself right now. All right. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the KLP Aftermath. Today is a wonderful Thursday. Towards the end of the week is July 27th. And hopefully you guys had a, had a tremendous great week. Uh, this week has been, gosh, Simone, this week has been <laughs> a very, very busy week. Um, yeah, we've been doing a lot. We've been doing a lot of things this week. Of course, I'll get into how the week went so far. And, you know, we'll get to all of that jazz as well. Of course, we've got my nearest and dearest Simone Teagues is here. Uh, James is here. Monica is not here. She is out today. Um, so she's doing some 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 side hustles out there in atlanta so uh, of course she had to have meetings and other things going on with her as well if you guys don't know she is our uh, our co-chair when it comes down to uh half of KLP entertainment stuff right whether it's you know her show this show and then she she's the co-chair of the vox times as well so she's been having meetings and upon meetings and meetings and then we have other acquisitions and 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 other ventures that's going on within the business that uh she attends to so she's not here this morning it's okay uh we'll hold the fort down and we'll hear her back on the latest episode of monica gray in the evening later on but what we do have of course simone's here james is here tyrus he's here too producing obviously 
uh, Simone, you're here. We've got our coffee right on the table. Uh, you smelling real good today? I mean, no knock. And I don't mean that in a in a weird way, Kevin. Kevin, if you're listening, because you know she came in the studio and she, you know, she, you know, smelling good. All right, I got I got to compliment her on that. Simone, how you doing? Oh, thank you, Kennedy. You know, I, I woke up and I was just feeling myself, and I just, I'm not. I just wanted to wear something. Perfume-wise, I wanted to wear something a little different, just spice it up a little bit. So hopefully it wasn't too much in your face. But ladies and gentlemen, my ladies, my fellows, welcome back to our show, KLP Aftermath Season 6. As Kennedy stated, uh, it's your girl, Simone Tease. Welcome back to another exciting uh, podcast. Yes, uh, it has been busy. Uh, it's been a very, 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 very busy week. I kind of, Kennedy, I do like the busy weeks. Because we're already in Thursday, right? I remember when we did the podcast, I want to say it was Tuesday's show. And it was like, man, we got a long week ahead. We got a lot of things to do. And I feel like we've got a lot of things accomplished and done. Um, This week has been very, very fun to do, of course, with meetings. And I think I've said this on the last episode. But yes, I am in the animation studio as well uh, with all of our other animators, of course, we're working on the latest series of yours, Drafted, of course, it's a new series that you got cooking up as well, so, you know, it's been a very productive week, uh, for us on our end as well, uh, I hope that all of my ladies and, 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 and gentlemen, but in, in, in spirit, my ladies, hopefully you guys are having a fantastic week, we made it. It's Thursday, and before we know it, it's going to be uh, August. So very, very excited for that. Um, my my health is good. Everything's good. This coffee is extremely good today. I don't know if it's the new coffee machine you got in the break room, Kennedy, but it's tasting a little bit different in a good way. So uh, yeah, we're ready. We're ready. Uh, happy Thursday. It's, it's July 27th. I'm ready to go. I'm, I love y'all here in the studio, but I'm ready for my weekend. Uh, Because I ain't really got too much plans this weekend, so I'm excited. But, Kenley, what's your plans this weekend? My my plans this weekend? Ooh. Um, So, yeah, I I have a lot going on, Simone. So, um, uh, there's so much on on our our docket. So, on Saturday, um, besides me going to uh, the grocery store, handle businesses like that, and just going to the store, paying some things off and whatever, um... I actually think that there's there's two things that I might do, which the first thing I might make a priority. Now, the first thing is I got to go this weekend on Saturday. I have to go to the mall because I've got to get me some new clothes because I am a little plug for you guys out there. I will be in Miami. Can't wait. Uh, we're not doing that much media stuff in Miami. It's, you know, it's a trip that I'm taking just to go to the beach and the food and to just relax and to do some incredible things. Of course, I've got another uh, thing I got to do in Miami, but I can't really disclose that on this show. Um, so it's not a business trip, but it's more of a social uh, trip. I'm going with a great group of people. Uh, sorry, guys, I got to put you all out on blast here, but Mutsy, Jess and David um miami i cannot wait i'm super stoked i'm happy i'm excited uh so i do have to go clothes shopping for that most definitely and then on sunday 
Uh, I do have a, if you guys don't know, I do dabble or starting to dabble into filming real estate. Now, our other acquisition, our, our expansion of the KLP Entertainment family, KLP International, uh, that is a uh, acquisition, if you will, that specializes in um, filming real estate. So filming homes and home tours and doing a production setting of that. Um, of course, I'm partnered with my good friend, Connor. Uh, shout out to Connor. Uh, follow him on his page. Um, we're working on some stuff there. So very, very excited as water's getting blown to our window. But we're going to keep rolling here because I see that happening. Um, so, yeah, that's what I got going on. You know, that's what I got going on for this weekend. It's going to be a very productive weekend. It's going to be a very busy weekend, if you will. But I don't mind it because... You know, it's a time. It's a time to be alive. It's a time to get it in for sure. Now, I do, of course, for all of us, uh, the listeners out there this morning, uh, we do have tea with Simone's teas that's coming up next, and of course, we do have James here to talk about sports news. But I have an interesting topic, and it's very fitting because, of course, we do have the KOP aftermath reels. The camera is filming. Um, very very cool doing this segment i miss being in front of the camera simone i really do i know it's been a while for us because we've just been focused on the audio but it feels good to be back also uh in front of the in front of the camera so of course my segment today was brought to you by not only but the one and only jim weed energy drink of course i've had it yesterday well the other day when i went to work out it was so good. I have the candy shop. You know, that's my favorite flavor. That honestly is my favorite flavor from Jim Weed. Candy shop. Getting it in. Getting swole. If you guys follow my Instagram, because I've been posting not only my fitness videos, but I've been using uh, motivational speeches, right? So uh, motivational speeches with my Instagram content when it comes to my fitness journey. And Jim Weed help, helped me get there. Helped me get the energy that I need so that way I can... Uh, you know, really do the workouts that I need to do and really, really enjoy it. So I'm very, very excited. I'm going to be drinking some gym weed and going to the gym today, uh, later on today. So I cannot wait. Um, so shout out to gym weed. Shout out to Crunch Snailville. As always, they always, they know me, right? And they always come in clutch with me. So I really do love it. Now, I have this story. Now, typically on Thursday's episode, we, we like to kind of step away from the newsy type of stuff with our podcast and get to the nitty and greedy. So I do have a, a topic of conversation, hence the topic of the podcast. And I want to leave this open to all of my fan base out there that's watching the Reels, the KLP Out the Mouth Reels video on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. So, um, so the question is... How do you feel when somebody disrespects your profession? And there's a spin up to this question, Simone. How do you feel when somebody disrespects not only your profession, but disrespects your degree? Now, I have this friend. Her name is Bethany. Shout out to Bethany. Uh, she is going through some changes with her office and... You know, she she's having some 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 doubts about her office. I'm not going to put her on blast of where she works because, you know, she still works there. But I, she gave me the OK to talk about this. And I, I really thought this was near and dearest to my heart because Bethany, she got the same degree as me. Right. She went out and she got a marketing degree, bachelor's in business administration. But the concentration is, is in marketing. And that's where I got my BBA from. Shout out to GGC. Love GGC. Um, got some news coming about GGC later on, so stay tuned for that. But 
got my BBA and, and marketing, right? So I always tell people that I get very attached to my my degree. Obviously, I went to college all four years and a half and graduated with a BBA, finished college and got a degree in marketing. Now, unfortunately, I got it within, well, I graduated in 2020, right? So obviously it was COVID, no one was hiring and I was going through I was going through it, right? I was going through depression. I was drinking a lot because I couldn't find that next level job within my degree because no one was hiring. So I was really, really depressed at that time. So, and they closed the gym. The gym, Crunch, Snellville, they had to close. Every Crunch had to close in COVID season because it was COVID. So I was really depressed. I was going through it. Um, She's going through some changes in her office. Now she is a marketing person. Um, and she felt a little bit disrespected by one of her colleagues, right? Her, her colleagues was saying that, you know, with a master, uh, not a master's, a bachelor's in marketing, anybody can be taught that just like that, right? Anybody can be taught the, the art of, of marketing and planning without the degree. We can teach that within the company. We don't need to hire somebody that might have gotten a bachelor's help maybe even a master's in marketing we don't want to hire somebody for that we want to hire somebody that's either cheap that's very familiar with the company or worked under the company and is looking for a grow for a grow up right so i take that and comment below if if i'm just different but i take that as a disrespectful thing because for us marketing people we went to school for this right bethany was telling me that her colleague had no experience in marketing whatsoever nothing about marketing and promotions and advertisements right i remember when i was in college at ggc shout out to dr ansovitz robert ansovitz guys take him if he still at ggc i don't know it's been three years since i graduated but i took him twice because he taught promotions for one class and advertisement for another class i really really enjoyed his classes his classes was awesome i wish i had him my whole college years because he was just that damn good he's a he's a professor he's a doctor dr robert ansovitz amongst all the other professors at ggc I got to say 90% of my professors were doctors. So that means they went through college master's degree and a doctoral degree to teach the art form of marketing. So it really makes me upset for myself, but for Bethany as well, that they say, hey, you don't need a degree to learn how to market. That to me is a huge slap in my face. And this huge slap in everybody's face who got a degree in marketing, right? I know there's that 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 famous saying, depending on the type of degree that you go in, good luck finding a job here. No, you can make it happen if you make it work, right? I believe that if anybody have a dream to achieve any type of degree, you should not downplay somebody's degree. Case in point, for an example, a lot of people play down and and make jokes about people who wants to get an educational degree right teachers they, they go through a lot right we shouldn't downplay people with degrees with marketing 
or uh, or communications because that's another one people pick on people who got a communications degree you know we shouldn't we shouldn't make fun of people that had a dream and they're trying to pursue what they're they're good at right i went into marketing at first when i first started in college simone i was undecided i didn't know what i wanted to do um and then at ggc at that time they didn't have a cmat major so what that is that's the cinematography major that they have now but when i started at ggc they didn't have that so i was undecided and then i decided to business administration i was going to do international business at first um but then i saw the the level uh, and the the courses of the marketing marketing courses and obviously me being a marketer running a media company i learned to do marketing through school so i said okay i do this kind of on the side let me go ahead and get this degree in marketing because it seems like something i would genuinely love to do so i ended up uh, choosing marketing as my my undergrad because you know it's not just about advertisements and postings but it's about fan engagement it's about network it's about commu- uh, communications it's it's about digital media it's about media in general telecommunications it's about all of that which i do right now so it was a no-brainer for me to get that uh undergrad in marketing so I feel bad for Bethany because, you know, they're trying to hire people, but they don't want to hire people, if that makes sense. So they're trying to hire people who are either, again, cheap, easy to hire, but may not be that much skilled, right? Bethany told me that she has a list of applicants that they're going to excuse because what's crazy about it, they've got some of them got masters in marketing, but they don't want to hire somebody who has a master's in marketing when they need somebody in marketing simply because they have a master's and they don't want to pay people all right and it it it, i don't know it it drives me nuts it drives me crazy um i'm not understanding i i I really don't understand it as you know my phone has said is is uh my phone iphone storage is full so that minimizes the video content for the klp entertainment reels but that's okay but i just don't understand i i really don't understand why people are i don't know just so disrespectful for people who got a degree in certain in certain things right it shouldn't be to the point where we have to not hire people who are who are expertise in something because Oh, now it's scary because they got a master's degree, right? So obviously they're smart enough to know that you know if you, if a master's degree costs about one hundred and twenty thousand on average, I, that's just on average. I don't know how different schools price their their master's uh, programs, but if a master's degree costs one hundred and twenty thousand dollars out there base rate, if you're a company that's seeking somebody that looking for a job and have a master's in that certain thing you can't offer them twenty thirty thousand dollars a year when they've got a master's degree and they probably paid regardless if they took financial aids but they paid over a hundred thousand dollars for their their program right that doesn't make sense the math ain't mathing right so the thing is don't don't and i say this to, to certain jobs certain jobs out there don't post something that you know you can't afford to pay somebody a base salary for their list of requirements. And here's the kicker, Simone. They're going to want people to, they want people with master's degree, but they can only pay about $30,000, $40,000 a year. And some people take it, 
because of their 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 situation but then they give you a shit load of responsibilities that doesn't warrant that for forty thousand dollars it kind of warrants the hundred thousand dollar price tag to it right but they don't they don't want to pay somebody that that base salary because a they don't have the funds to or b they say oh we'll, we'll try to we'll try to sneak around this person oh this person wanting too much let's let's sneak around them and see uh what, what can we choke out of them right and then we're living in this society where a lot of people it's hard to find newer jobs right now right so a lot of people in my opinion they go for the job that has the thirty thousand dollars because they're desperate they don't have any other thing they got to pay bills right bills got to be paid regardless if you got a master's or not your bills got to be paid so that's why people uh people go for these type of uh jobs because they they have to take care of people they have to take care of themselves they have to take care of the the responsibilities that come with being an adult it's a sad feeling it's a very very sad feeling indeed um and then a lot of jobs too you know it's hard to grow within a job right if you you i mean you are lucky if you if you think you're going to uh get the 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 perfect job out there and then get paid uh your correct salary or get paid what you're hoping to get paid for that's rare and then when you try to grow up and try to see hey well let's see if i can just stick with it and let's see how far i can go right and then that's another thing right there's a whole nother issue that you know people people don't want to pay people don't want to promote people but then they want you to do a whole bunch so i don't know it's crazy uh it, it drives me nuts i i don't understand it um open-ended question for a lot of people out there what do you think about that because i, I think it's asinine and i told bethany that simone i said bethany beth this this is asinine um and i told her straight up i hope you leave that company not gonna put the company out there on blast uh, you know um but i hope you leave the company I, I do because they're not valuing you right. They're not valuing themselves. They don't. They don't. They're 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 losing focus of their culture. I think. Um, but prayers out there for sure. Let me know. Open in a question to everybody out there. What do y'all think of that? Um, I'm I'm perturbed when she told me that story, Simone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you, Kennedy. It kind of reminds me of the last job that I've had. Uh, I remember, so I had got my same uh, business, I got a business degree in, in project management. So this was long, long ago. So this was way before COVID hit. Uh, but I worked at a company for about three years, three or four years. So before COVID, we didn't know things were getting shut down. And I was working, I had graduated, of course, and got a bachelor's in project management. So then I was like, okay, yeah, I'll stick the job out. You know, maybe I'll get promoted and what have you. And what companies would do, and I, I do express this to a lot of people out there who work for companies, what companies would do, and I think me and Kennedy, we've got the same thing. We, we have to be careful about who we tell our business to because companies, what they'll do is if you know a lot and you do a lot, then they're going to ask a lot. That's just a frame, uh, saying there. If you know a lot, do a lot, they'll ask a lot. So they realized that I can do a whole lot more than my current role. So what they did was, my company done it, and a lot of companies do it, where if you know a lot, then they're going to make you do a lot, and they're going to turn around and say, hey, now that's part of your responsibility, right? You're just helping the company grow. So we're not gonna pay you for knowing extra, 
Like that's that's your role. I'm gonna put more on your plate so that way I don't have to pay you extra for the extra work that you can do, right? I want to take advantage of you. That's what companies do. So long behold, after a while, I realized I was doing way more than what I was actually getting paid for. And then I, I went to my manager and I said, hey, you know, uh, I'm doing a lot, but I'm not really getting paid my the, the base rate of what's required for a lot. So he didn't want to hear it. I was getting a promotion. I said, okay, bet. In my mind, I said, okay, bet. I'm going to find me something else and I'm going to justify my pay for what I can do. So long and behold, I um, years ago found another company and I, I went out to that, that one company. I said, hey, here's my two weeks. I'm out. Of course, the manager's mad because the manager lost a good person and, you know, now they got to find a new, their replacement and then now he has to take on the load for a minute and until that new replacement comes in, I didn't care. My two, two weeks was in, I had secured my new job, I'm out, I'm done. Um, and long and behold, I started my new company and it was a little bit better. Um, that paid the, the right amount that I was gonna get paid and I don't know if the, the company that cheated me out, I think that company's out of business now because they couldn't keep up and they lost people and then COVID hit, right? So not sure if that company's still existing now, but that's what happened. So I say to, to Bethany, and I met Bethany, she's a sweetheart. Uh, hang on, if you find something, if the grass is greener on the other side, I say go forth and, and seek that, but hang on for now. Because um, companies, they'll try anything. They will. Speaking of trying something, of course, coming up next, we have my segment, Tea with Simone Teas, and I've got some juice in this for y'all. So check this out. So Eminem said that his battle rap origins were the greatest thing to happen to him. Eminem has spoken fondly of his roots coming up as an underground rapper on the Detroit rap scene, and now he's sharing the importance of that experience. During an interview with the New York Times for their 50 Rappers 50 Stories special on Tuesday, June 18th, Eminem talked about the impact that being a battle rapper had on him and how it shaped the trajectory of his career. M said, Tuesday night I will go to the Ebony Showcase on Seven Mile, Wednesday night would be Alvin's, Friday night would be St. Andrew's, and then Saturday would be the Hip Hop Shop. Proof was hosting open mics at the Hip Hop Shop and they started having battles. The first one that I got in, it was actually the first battle there, I won. And then the second battle, I won it again. I realized maybe I should try to go out of state, so I would hop in the car with friends and drive down to Cincinnati for the Scribble Jam. Coming up in the battle scene was the greatest thing to happen to me because I knew what lines were going to get a reaction from the crowd. That's what I would focus on. When I got signed with Dre, I was trying to translate that to record to get that reaction. I would picture the listener just sitting there, what lines they might react to. I just used that as a formula. Like, how you gonna breastfeed, mom? You ain't got no... So it appears that Drake spent $600,000 on Kodak Black. Drake has shown his level of generosity for various people a lot throughout the years, and now Kodak Black is one of the recipients to Drake's charitable palette. During a recent interview with Montreality, Kodak Black gave Drake his praise as a solid individual in the hip-hop game. Filmed at Rolling Loud, Portugal, Kodak Black was completely animated throughout the entire clip as he found himself answering rapid-fire questions from the host. So what are your thoughts on Drake spending $600,000 on Kodak Black? And what is the most that you will spend on a gift to someone? So Jeezy was once hospitalized after a bad weed trip. 
Jeezy has reflected back on the time that he wound up in a hospital after a bad experience with weed, saying that the ordeal caused him to give up smoking for almost a decade. While sitting down for a chat with the Dope As Usual podcast, Jeezy spoke about the time during his hustling days when he believed a woman intentionally sprinkled a crumb of crack cocaine into a batch of weed that he later smoked in his car while listening to Tupac. So YNW Bortland tweets cryptic message after the mistrial. So just a few hours after the mistrial was declared on Saturday, July 22nd, Bortland, whose real name is Cortland Henry, sent out a cryptic tweet that seemed to address his upcoming trial. Mind games don't work on people like me. In a three-minute pre-trial hearing before Broward County Judge John Murphy on June 30th, it was revealed that Bortland will face a jury of his peers on October 2nd. A status conference between the prosecution, who will be representing the state of Florida, and the defense will be had sometime in September. Additionally, Fred Haddad, the attorney for YNW Bortland, requested that Judge Murphy grant his client's request to work in the studio and record some music while awaiting trial. However, prosecutor Christine Bradley opposed the motion, pointing out that working in the studio until the wee hours of the morning violated YNW Bortland's terms of house arrest, and she further argued that there was no need to grant him special privileges since he violated the terms of his bond agreement prior to this request. Judge Bradley agreed with Bradley's argument and denied Haddad's request. Back in January, audio surfaced of YNW Bortland speaking to detectives about the deadly October 2018 night. Bortland vaguely recounted the 2018 night that ended with YNW sack chaser and YNW Juvie being killed and recall being the driver of the vehicle while the shots rang off. According to the South Florida Sun Sentinel, Williams and Thomas Jr. suffered multiple gunshot wounds and were driven to Memorial Hospital Miramar at 4.35 a.m. where they passed away. The hospital is located about 20 miles outside of Fort Lauderdale. As for YNW Melly, his mistrial was declared as of 2.12 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. The jury deliberated until 5 p.m. Eastern on Friday before breaking for the evening. They resumed deliberations on Saturday at 8.52 a.m. Eastern. Despite the constant deliberation, however, the jury could not reach a majority verdict. A retrial of the case is likely, and YNW Melly's lawyers are scheduled to meet with Florida prosecutors by the end of the month. So Sexy Red responds after being accused of emasculating black men at Rolling Loud Miami. Conservative political strategist Joey Manorino, known more for his regressive social takes than for any policy he'd advise on in recent times, to the Twitter on Saturday, July 22nd, the past judgment on the rising rap star said at the festival. Manorino, who is a white man, purported to speak for black men when he wrote, Sexy Red, the artist behind Pound Town, just came out with two black men at her feet like dogs at Rolling Loud. Hip-hop culture has been taken over by people who want to forever emasculate black men is sad. Sexy Red, however, wasn't trying to hear what he had to say. I'm freaky. Shut up, she fired back on Twitter. As one commenter on Twitter pointed out, when it was on the leash, nobody had none to say. The commenter was referring to Inelli Choppa's recent remix for Slut Me Out, which he dropped back in April. In a teaser for the song's accompanying video, Sukiyana and Sexy Red could be seen on all fours like dogs, with Inelli Choppa leading them by their hair. Of course, those who know their hip-hop history know that this trend didn't begin with either Sexy Red or with Inelli Choppa. Rather, that distinction goes to Snoop Dogg, who had a group of women on leashes at the 2003 MTV Video Music Awards. In the present day, however, Sexy Red has her fair share of defenders, not the least of which includes the aforementioned Inelie Choppa, who stood up for her earlier this month when the haters proved too much to bear. Of course, we have to talk about our hip-hop news. Now, I know we said we had a juicy topic and we had that great conversation, but oh yeah, I love my hip-hop. Can't get away with that. Of course, T with Simone T. Simone always doing it real, real good. She's doing, she, 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 look, y'all, she, she getting good at this podcasting thing. I remember when I first approached her, I said, hey, uh, I, I like, I like, I like your style. Are you trying to be on the show or what? 
so very very excited for that coming up next of course we have james myers guys go check out james of course on his latest show sports talk with james myers christina Collin, and my man tyrus lester um that's a good show uh, we've been doing some good things with that as well. I, I kind of feel bad because, you know, we, we, we singling, you know, we, we got him out here. I, I don't feel bad for that, but, like, Monica's not here. You know, Monica's usually have her shtick in here, too, but have her own her own vibe in here. But she's not here today. Shout out to you, Monica. If you're listening to this morning show, shout out to you, baby. Love you. Um, but James is here to talk about the latest in sports news. James, what's going over there in What's going on over there in sports news? The big news yesterday, the young strapping quarterback of the L.A. Chargers inks a massive contract. Look at this. Five years, $262.5 million. It looks like he got $133 million guaranteed. Justin Herbert, the big 6'5", rangy quarterback, career playoff win total of zero. Uh, but the Chargers had to do it. And this is an exciting moment for San, Di- <laughs> San Diego, L.A. Chargers fans. L.A. Chargers fans are so stoked right now. We got Justin Herbert. We got him locked up. He's not going anywhere. We got our next franchise quarterback. By the way, we had a spirited discussion uh, this morning in the in the staff meeting. Is Herbert already the best quarterback in franchise history? I'm the lone guy saying, oh, trust me, he's going to be better than Fouts. I think he's got to be better than Rivers. They put up big numbers, but I'm just... Justin Herbert, everything we've seen in three years is very exciting. So, Jay, what's the problem here? Well, you know, guys, uh, I have this situation where um, I I think I have kind of weak teeth or I have a sweet tooth, but I brush a lot, I floss as good as I can, and every time I go to the dentist, they find cavities. And it's disappointing. I got to come home, face my kids, and be like, guys, another cavity. And they're like, pay up, Dad, you know, and they're kind of embarrassed for me. But I blame it on external forces you know i just can't resist the sweets i i kind of have a sweet tooth um and, and maybe i have weak teeth i can't really handle ice cream that well i'm doing everything right and it's just still not working and i feel like that sums up the justin herbert chargers experience right now man since they drafted him in 2020 they've done everything right you know that playbook that says draft the quarterback high build the offensive line check They drafted two offensive linemen in the first round right after Justin Herbert the next two years. Okay? Then they're like, hey, you got to add defenders, add skill position players. They've done all of this. J.C. Jackson comes in. He was unbelievable with the Patriots. They signed J.C. Jackson. They trade for Khalil Mack. They've done everything right. And they're still the Chargers. Unable to get the victories. Unable to stay healthy. They seem like a cursed team. Uh, We're talking about a Chargers team that went to the playoffs last year grabbed a 27-7 lead and promptly blew it and lost to the Jags. So what do they do in the offseason? Well, they dump their OC and they get a new defensive coordinator as well. Like, the Chargers can't get anything right. They got Herbert right, but is this going to fix their problems? I do have a couple buddies who are hardcore Chargers fans. I mean, they follow them up from San Diego up here to LA. They go to the games. They're feeling excited. You look at that roster, and I'm just, I'm, the case is there. They have one of the best rosters in the NFL. Colin has mentioned this many times. Position group by position group, they're loaded. So, folks, why have the Chargers the last two years been dead last in yards per carry defensively? They've tried to do everything to fix the middle. Rotating dudes in never can stop. They can't stop a nosebleed. The, the run game just, it's, they can't do it. And 
when you can't stop anybody and you put all the pressure on Justin Herbert, well, Jay, we're paying Justin Herbert. Why isn't he delivering? And this gets to the root of the problem. The offensive coordinator they had, Mr. Lombardi, last year came from New Orleans where he was with Drew Brees. And Lombardi had an aging quarterback in Brees. His arm was kind of shot. So they structured everything. We're, we're going to do short passes, everything within 5, 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, nothing downfield, quick two-step drops, and we're going to unload it. And it worked. And Drew Brees was phenomenal. It was in the playoffs every year. They were contenders in the NFC. But Lombardi tried to bring that to the Chargers, and it was a colossal failure. You've got a superstar quarterback who is the prototypical 2023 quarterback, strapping 6'5 guy, cannon for an arm. Oh yeah, he can run better than Fouts and better than Rivers, for sure. Like, there's nothing Justin Herbert cannot do. And the Chargers had him throwing the checkdowns. Justin Herbert led the NFL last year in passes to running backs. That should not happen. Now, part of that was because everybody was hurt, because that's always the case with the Chargers. Bosa missed at least seven games. Uh, you had injuries to the offensive line. Their star offensive lineman missed seven games. You had Keenan Allen going down. Nobody can stay healthy. Every year it's something. The Chargers are doing everything right, and nothing works out. The biggest piece of optimism for the Chargers heading into the season is Kellen Moore. And the only reason that's dampened, and Moore, of course, was a great, great uh, offensive coordinator with Dallas. The Cowboys will miss him greatly. But the only reason I'm not excited is because Brandon Staley, the head coach, is on the hot seat, okay? This would be, if Staley gets fired, they miss the playoffs, this would be Justin Herbert's third coach in the NFL. Already, the Chargers continue to do everything right and they can't get out of their own way. So they ask Fields to come on the show and Fields says no, which kind of surprised me. Now, I do want to rewind real quick to what Colin Cowherd had said last week when he was blasting Justin Fields. Here's Cowherd last week on Justin Fields. I don't think he's one of the top five running quarterbacks. He'd get banged up, can't win games. It's not the end of the world. By the way, who would I put in that list? Russell Wilson? You know, Super Bowl winner? I'm sorry. The list of five best running quarterbacks. If you're a great running quarterback, you win games. I've always been 60-40 on Justin Fields is going to succeed. I'm coming back 5%, J-Mac. I'm 55-45. He's going to succeed. I'm pulling back 5%. Lack a little self-awareness. Right now, Justin Fields a bust. He's 5-20. 10-game losing streak. Passer rating in the 70s. That's harsh. You guys remember that. I had to come on staunchly defend Justin Fields. Uh, I know Kylan loves a good quarterback record. Sneakily, don't tell him, but my goal this fall is to get him not to think about quarterback records. By the way, Justin Herbert's quarterback record, 25 and 24. He's a 500 quarterback. Yeah, we love him, and he got all the money. I digress. Back to Fields. Yes, 5 and 20 record. Yes, they were 3 and 14 last year. Total disaster. But, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. Sometimes you need to look at it with a, with a positive lens. Do I need to tell you the Bears were 1-7 in close games last year? We know historically that tends to flip. Maybe the defense actually shows up. By the way, they gutted the defense last year, right? Traded Roquan Smith, dumped Robert Quinn. Those are two of your best defenders. Dump them, and then they couldn't stop anybody the second half of the season. Okay? The Bears' defense was bad last year, but it was a transition year. And that's why Colin bagging on fields felt a little harsh to me. I'm like, can we give this guy a chance? Now, I did. I was here on the set one day when a 
former position coach in the NFL came by. I happen to know this guy from uh, many, many years ago, and he was in the, the, the room with Justin Fields when he was a rookie. And he told Colin and I straight up, like, man, Justin Fields would walk in like one minute before the meeting started, and he would kind of slouch in his seat, and he didn't want to be there, and he's pouting and moody. It, it wasn't a good vibe for a young quarterback. And, and this coach told me he challenged Fields straight up like, bro, this, this doesn't work. You want to be a quarterback in this league? This isn't going to work. Justin Fields sounds very mature. I know we're bagging on him. Well, not me, uh, other people, uh, Colin, for that interview he gave to the podcast where he said he was one of the five best running quarterbacks. I, I get that. I totally understand that. It's a podcast. Come on. The vibes are different. In front of the media, Justin Fields sounds very mature there. Now, I do wonder secretly if he thought, geez. If they're looking for a great and a middle and a bad quarterback, am I the middle or am I the bad? Because this is kind of a make or break here for Fields, right? Eberflus, the new coach, they gutted everything last year. Now they're running it back with the same offensive coordinator, the same quarterback, head coach. We're going to find out if Justin Fields is the guy. And, oh, by the way, really strong college football quarterback class coming into the draft. Could be three, four first-round picks, maybe five, depending on how some of these guys pan out. And the Bears could say, listen, Fields, can't win games, can't deliver. We want to pivot to another guy. That could very well happen. I'm going to say no. And I do believe the Chicago Bears will be in the mix for a wild card spot this season. This team, the arrow is pointing up. I'm just going to point out a couple numbers. Uh, the gamblers who, who enjoy watching the show, you know, uh, Jordan Love against Justin Fields in the opener. Justin Fields favored in that game, by the way. Also, Justin Fields favored in week two as well against lowly Tampa Bay. There's a chance Bears start 2-0. And uh, we start talking about Chicago Bears potentially a playoff team. I'll say this. The schedule is a lot easier. Last year, one of my buddies found this incredible stat. So last year, 12 of the Bears' opponents exceeded their Vegas win total. 12! Now they play a last-place schedule. One of the best in the league. And Justin Fields is going to love this. As a running quarterback outdoors, three dome teams come to Chicago in December. You know, when it's really cold and Chicago has an edge, I'm a believer in Eberflus. I like what he did in Indy. I didn't love the offseason defensively, but they have, like the Chargers, done everything in their power to help their young quarterback. Let's go grab DJ Moore via trade. Let's stockpile draft picks. Let's go fortify the offensive line. They got Chase Claypool at the deadline. That didn't pan out yet, but we'll see how it works this year. I do believe this is a Chicago team. Won three games last year. Yet their Vegas win totals up to seven and a half this year. Hmm. Think the guys in the desert know something that this could be maybe a seven and ten, eight and nine team. I I don't think nine and eight is that much of a reach. Hmm. Not much of a reach at all. I agree. I do. I really agree. Shout out to James, of course. Sports talk, guys. Go check it out on Swinky ninety three point three and the Heat ninety four. Point six, the radio station. Now, before we wrap up here on the show, of course, I did say in the Simone, I want to say it was the last episode. Um, I I did start watching this show, and it's more of a documentary type uh, show. Uh, and I just gotta, I just gotta harp on it one more time this week. Um, this new show, 
well, it, well I don't want to say it's new, but this show called Body Cam, guys. Let me tell you, and there's, and really, there's not really a story. Well, there are multiple stories within these episodes, but um, basically, what this show is, it is a, a show where it's you know police officers around the world. They have their body cam on, and let me tell you, they go through some of one of the most interesting chases, shootouts, situations, domestic uh, uh, violence issues. Right, cops go through a lot. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that cops don't have their flaws because they, they do, right? But I, I got to give them that they go through some dangerous stuff. They, I got to give them that. Um, last night, I was watching this episode or watching Body Cam, and there, there was an episode. Shout out to, uh, to to Lawrenceville because they did an episode. And basically what they do is they, they if it's they can tell when it's within a state so they'll tell you the state they'll tell you the county they'll tell you the city and they'll tell you the officers and then that's when the story begins now there's there was a story uh two officers was on patrol and this happened and when it happened in lawrenceville and it gets i don't know i get like damn that's right down the street oh nope that's right down the street oh that's up there i know where that is there was this one episode and i gotta say it was a miracle from god um you know a lady and her mother and her other kid was heading to the hospital because she was giving birth. The mother was giving birth to um, a newborn, right? And it was the stormy uh, weather, it was rainy, and the electrical panel and pole came down on them, right? So as the girl's delivering the baby, they get into a wreck, and the baby flies out of her hand. Long behold that the baby was under the seat the whole time, and of course the officers pulled the baby out, the baby was fine. but it was kind of, it was just like, it was like so surrealism, right? It was very, very surreal. Honestly, the baby survived. That was a miracle from God because really, babies are very fragile, right? Or so I hear because I, I ain't got no kids. But babies are very, very fragile. So to see that episode and see that the baby survived and these cops were there at the right time, at the right moment, at the right time, saving the baby and getting it, the baby, the attention that it needs miracle from god i I gotta say that i really gotta say that one the mother of that the mother of the mother she was saying that yeah these two officers were you know angels angels from heaven right because they didn't call the cops when they got into an accident they didn't call the cops right they just showed up right one officer was on patrol and he passed by he saw it and he stopped and then of course he did his job right so um, like I say, it's a good show. I really do enjoy the show. Uh, sh- I got to shout out my brother because my brother got me hooked on the show. Um, it's really, really good. It's, it's you know, I would say not watch too much of it, but I've been binge watching it. Along with that, I've been binge watching that and Too Hot to Handle. Of course, if you guys want my full review, check out last podcast because I talked about that show. I'm not really digging the whole episodic thing that they're doing. I have to wait until tomorrow for the newer episodes to come out and see what happens next not a fan of that but i guess netflix is doing their thing they're trying to compete with hbo i guess i don't know but i've been i've been binge watching that stuff too so again guys go check those two shows out i I love it um i did watch sonic prime as well i already did a review on that so yeah good shows good shows right now um that i'm binge watching with i'm not in the 
uh, office. So that's going to wrap it up here on our show, KLP Aftermath Season 6. Uh, thank you guys if you're listening to the audio platforms on every major platform wherever you get your podcast from and you're listening to us thank you so very much if you really have been enjoying the klp uh klp aftermath reels of course the video versions of these podcasts uh thank you i appreciate that as well we we try to get as much content out throughout the week as much as we can um and i gotta say thank you to simone uh james monica baby we missed you in this episode but that's okay you'll be back next week um for our entire cast and crew, I got to say uh, thank you. Uh, we'll see you guys on Monday's, or excuse me, Tuesday's episode. Uh, love you guys. Thank you all for listening. This has been the KLP FMF Season 6 with your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. I say to our fan base, as always, stay safe, stay swanky, peace.